Welcome to the Daily DDT Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jaden Becker. Greed, the intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth and power. I'm Jaden Becker, and welcome to the Daily DDT Podcast, Seven Deadly Sins Edition, getting on to our third episode here. Of course, this is a new series that I've been calling the Seven Deadly Sins of Pro Wrestling. As I step away from the podcast just for a little bit, I'll be back in August, of course. Each week, I'm going to go through some examples. The past few weeks, I've gone through a few. This week is now Greed, and well, I'm just going to jump right into it. (laughs) I'm going to jump... Face first, greed is defined as the intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth and power, and there's no better person to best describe the deadly sin of greed, not only in the world of pro wrestling, but in the world as a whole, as in Vince McMahon. I I have no other part two to this. Usually I would do one person in the beginning of this episode and then I will do something after the break. Vince McMahon takes up both part A and part B. So get prepared, sit back, relax. We're talking about Vince McMahon and the seven deadly sin of greed. I'm going to talk more recent about Vince McMahon because there's so much you could talk about when just defining greed in the past two years. You can go all the way back to the territories area and the territories area, I should say, and talking about Vince taking up territories and making WWF at the time the powerhouse of professional wrestling, killing territories as we know it. Uh, you could talk about that. You could talk about him uh, stealing, of course, the talent from those territories to build the WWF in an agreement that he obviously broke, uh, which was between territories that you don't sign other people's talent and things of that nature. So we could talk all about that all we want, and I feel like that story has been covered so many times already. I want to cover what has happened most recently with Vince McMahon, and that's what really what happened throughout the pandemic and the greed that really bursted through and was super prevalent in the world of the internet wrestling community, and not only that, but the mainstream, and what a lot of people saw Vince McMahon for his true colors at the height of the pandemic and when things are really, really bad. So let's talk about greed and Vince McMahon. When the pandemic hit, federal and state action stopped all large public gatherings throughout the country. WWE was able to get past this by using their facility in Orlando, Florida, no, normally used to train new talent. When the state of Florida went into lockdown on April 1st, the WWE was not originally exempt. To combat this, the WWE pre-taped shows in bulk to last weeks into the lockdown. Fortunately for the WWE, on April 9th, 2020, Florida passed a bill to allow employees of, quote, professional sports and media production with a national audience to be exempt from lockdown. Seems very specific there, that, uh, that, that bill to be passed. This is as long as the events are closed to the public. Coinc- coincidentally... I should say, Linda McMahon, the wife of WWE CEO Vince McMahon, donated $18.5 million to the state of Florida. This money reportedly is from Linda McMahon's super PAC to help re-elect Donald Trump into office back in 2020. This is where that money was headed towards. Obviously, Linda McMahon was involved in plenty of politics uh, back in 2008. I believe she had a presidential run at some point. And uh, th- that's where that this starts to get a little shady. 
this is where it starts to get a little shady. The WWE pay off the state of Florida to allow them to run and continue to produce shows amidst a global pandemic. Although the WWE had taken some shady paths towards staying on television, the company had made efforts to continue abiding by health protocols and effort to bulk tape episodes, content uh, week over week. Uh, has been on the forefront of the WWE at that time. By doing that, the talent and crew didn't have to travel across state borders every week. So there was an effort there, I, I'm going to say. and It's not like they, they went into it haphazardly. But precautions did backfire when Vince McMahon called for tapings to return to a live schedule when networks such as USA and Fox allowed only three taped shows per year according to their contracts. Fox and USA turned a blind eye to it at the time, given that they were in the midst of a global pandemic. No one could have foreseen them having to tape so many shows. Usually the tape shows are for around Christmas and New Year's and holidays of, of such nature. So the WWE and wouldn't have to work on Christmas and around those times of years. So those are what those tapes were usually for. But they were coming to a point where the taped shows were abiding with the, the contract Vince McMahon not going towards uh, the pandemic side of things, going to the money side side of things, demanded for shows to go back to live. But Fox and USA turned a blind eye in better judgment, knowing that they were in a global pandemic back in April 2020. Talent had also been told that their spot in the company would not be affected if they chose to appear off television. This also backfired, such as stars with the Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn having their names being kept off of WWE television and stripped of their titles for uh, quite some time. Obviously, Roman Reigns come back to be the greatest thing since sliced bread for the WWE and Sami Zayn uh, returning and did win back his Intercontinental Championship that he ended up uh, dropping when he f- appeared off uh, television. But they weren't mentioned for, on TV for quite some time, so I'm, I wonder if there was any bl- bad blood there from Vince McMahon uh, n- for those two not trying to take the reins in the height of pandemic. Talent and backstage crew at the age of 65 were told to stay home as well, even though... Uh, Ric Flair, as he mentioned a few weeks back, did decide to continue to find his way back to WWE programming week in and week out. The largest issue the WWE had was the cancellation of WrestleMania 36 at Raymond James Stadium. According to Forbes, the WWE was estimated to lose $22 million in revenue due to the change in location Instead of holding WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium, the WWE opted to continue the festivities behind closed doors at their Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Unlike other sports, ratings are everything for the WWE. I'm not saying ratings aren't aren't important for other sports, and we know they are because that's what draws uh, networks to come in, but ratings are absolutely everything for WWE given the fact that it's also entertainment along with the, quote, sport aspect of it. Dating back to the late 19, 1990s when the WWE faced more competition like the likes of WCW, ratings have been the measuring stick for the success of the company. WWE's Monday Night Raw is the flagship show for the company that airs on the USA Network, as we all know, Friday Night Smackdown, the blue brand, and I guess you can call the little brother to Monday Night Raw, and now our definitely, I wouldn't even say arguably, definitely better show than Monday Night Raw uh, both of them have had their st- struggle in ratings since uh, the pandemic. And I'll, I'll get back to Vince in a little bit, but I just want to make sure this all comes full circle here. Uh, ratings have become a little bit of an issue 
for pro wrestling, dipping down below 2 million viewers. And it has been, been able to recover since uh, the night after WrestleMania for Monday Night Raw back in 2020. And also uh, SmackDown having some ups and downs and, and getting growing and even having a huge episode after Christmas. And I give, guess you can give NFL the shake of the hand there for giving them that boost, but also fell pretty hardly. And uh, there's something that's going to come out from this that really, really shocked the whole wrestling world. And that was Black Wednesday. Black Wednesday, a day that will live on in infamy forever and ever after the release of 19 on-air talent and 40% of the backstage crew. I'm going to get more in-depth in Black Wednesday when we come back from the break. So stick with us right here on the Daily DDT Podcast. Welcome back to the Daily DDT Podcast, talking about the seven deadly sins. This episode is about greed and no other person to talk about in the world of professional wrestling about greed other than Vince McMahon. We're going to get back into it. We, When I left off, we talked about Black Wednesday. I want to lead up into a little bit before we get right into the bulk of Black Wednesday and how crazy that day was for the world of professional wrestling as a whole, not just the WWE, world of professional wrestling, the world of mainstream media, and how it affected all, all of it. So Vince McMahon publicly stated that the show must go on for the WWE, and McMahon's efforts stemmed from one issue, and that was money. McMahon had communicated to shareholders that the WWE is looking to do right by the fans and continue to produce content. Shareholders were upset with McMahon after the XFL Chapter 11 bankruptcy report revealed that WWE had $300 million invested in the football startup after McMahon publicly stated that the two companies were separate entities. To save face with these shareholders, WWE, Mr. McMahon, had to put enormous efforts into cutting costs. This came to a head after what was known as Black Wednesday, where at least 19 on-air talent and 40% of the backstage crew were relieved of their contracts. This move was projected to save WWE $4 million a month. WWE had also pushed back their development of their new headquarters for the next six months. I still have no idea on what is the update of that headquarters if they're ever going to make a new one or just staying at Stanford. I know that they were trying to use back when the Money in the Bank was at Stanford, Connecticut in in their headquarters. They're using it then, making the most of their headquarters there because they were planning to move. Obviously, the pandemic changing a lot of plans, not only for the WWE, but for the rest of the world. It has then been reported after Black Wednesday that WWE had $500 million in reserves. Oh boy. That was not a great look for the WWE and a terrible look for Vince McMahon. Cutting costs, and it's one thing for the 19 on-air members and the talent to lose their jobs. And it's argued that you know since then, Black Wednesday... It's sort of been overshadowed or has been marginal away given the fact that a lot of them have found jobs in other companies and things of that nature. Also, that has been a bunch of Black Wednesdays since. Maybe not the exact same day, but there's been a lot of other firings since. But the 40% of the backstage crew being cut was horrendous given that obviously you're losing 40% of your people to WWE. 
and just throwing them to the wayside. And some did make the return back to WWE backstage. But you have to remember, at this time when this firing happened, this was the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. This was the, the pinnacle of it. This is absolute top where... Uh, we were quarantining, quarant like we were in our homes. This wasn't a, it, this wasn't late fall or winter where things were starting to get back to normal. Outdoor dining was a thing. No, this were restaurants were still closed. The world was put on pause, and people now lose their jobs in a place where the jobs were, were still flowing with the WWE. Things were still going on. It wasn't like they were on hold either where they couldn't afford to pay them, especially with the $500 million in reserves. This was the absolute worst thing, worst thing WWE could have done, the worst thing that Vince McMahon could have done, and that was let go 40% of their backstage crew and on-air talent as well. The message from group to group changed is that as employees could be released at any moment by the company with the power completely in Vince McMahon's hands. On-air talent had been offered the opportunity to ask for their release with no questions asked at that time. And uh, some people, I don't believe anybody took it that early on along with Black Wednesday. It might have been early before that. Since that release, and now we're looking towards 2021, there has been plenty of other black days, quote-unquote, with the WWE. Uh, I I see a trend that it seems to be at the start of every month with WWE continuously cleaning house of wrestlers that have been underutilized or forgotten as a whole. As fans, and this is coming from more of a a personal perspective here, as we head forward and we get back into stadiums and arenas to watch WWE live live events in person, let us not forget and and let us not fail to realize all the greed and under-the-table dealings that the WWE had to do to reach that point. Just put into comparison AEW and what they did. Obviously a different comparison. Very different. As they benefited from WWE's greed. With the let go of a lot of, pe- a lot of people. WWE uh, did then in uh, throughout the pandemic. AEW was able to garner a lot of good PR from their efforts to stay safe throughout the pandemic. And do all the COVID testing and everything like that. And throughout throughout all the pandemic, slowly but surely rejuvenized themselves as the legitimate contender to the WWE, which they became and rightfully sat and continue to sit. Uh, the rightful contender is WWE is the top promotion, AEW, right up there with them coming close as they continue to build and built throughout the pandemic. It's really surprising to see how far WWE has fallen in the eyes of pro wrestling fans. Rightfully so, mostly because of what happened throughout the pandemic and how WWE reacted at a time where all eyes were on them. There was no other sports going on. There was no baseball, no basketball, no football, nothing like that. It, the world was on pause, and the only thing really to watch was the WWE. Surprisingly, still losing ratings. People could argue that was because of no fans. I think it might be fair to argue it, it's because people didn't want to watch the greedy Vince McMahon still continue to put on a show at a time where shows probably shouldn't have been put on for the WWE, even though, it, it, in, in a personal note as well, shows being put on throughout the start of the pandemic is kind of what got me really rejuvenated back into pro wrestling pro wrestling knowing that the show must go on and with nothing else on but usually that's the start of baseball season there and i'm really into the mets and mlb as a whole 
for pro wrestling to take its spot there at that time rejuvenated my love for it. So it's sort of a give and take there. That's more of a personal anecdote. But this is really about the greed of Vince McMahon. Let us remember, let us all remember as we start to head back into stadiums, no, remember what happened throughout the pandemic. Let us not forget it. All the good and the bad. There was a lot of good moments and obviously a lot of bad moments. A lot of sad moments as well. So let us all remember that as you start heading back into stadiums. There's a lot more we can talk about Vince McMahon, as I mentioned. A lot of his past and a lot of his contract dealings and how contracts look to use, look used to look like for the WWE in the past with none of it ever being guaranteed, which might be a good thing, but also might be a bad thing as well, knowing that Vince McMahon has full and utter complete control over the WWE as a whole. There's so much more we can talk about about Vince, but I really wanted to cover the recent. I really wanted to cover the right now because what right now is what's so important as we start to get back into our normal. So that's all for me. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite providers. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can ask your smart device to play the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at DailyDDT.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at JadenBeckerTV. I'll see you next week with another episode of the Daily DDT Podcast.